often we don't want to necessarily make a decision that's going to be the be all and end all. I, th- I think that sometimes we panic because we think that this course, this book, this experience is going to be the thing that changes everything for me. But ultimately, that's not the case. We just want to get one step closer to what's going to get us to where we want to be. And, and they're the decisions that we need to get used to making. I am your host, Sherilyn Carter, founder of The Confidence Cake and Travel Addicts UK. This podcast is all about allowing women to release their inner queen of confidence and tackle the world of social media with ease whilst growing through what they go through. So if you're ready to embrace this new phase of the digital era and find and create opportunities for you to grow, succeed and achieve all of the things that you dream of, then this is the right place for you. Using social media as a tool, I have been able to leave my corporate job and transition into a full-time business owner, creating multiple streams of income. Whether you are someone who's interested in transitioning from the corporate world by finding new opportunities through social media, or whether you're looking for actionable steps to break through your comfort zone, or you just need a sprinkle of motivation in your life, then keep listening. I'll be sharing topics that cover travel, online marketing, content creation, personal development of all kinds, and of course, lots of nudges to get you out of your comfort zone. So join me on this journey of The Sherilyn Show and stay tuned for what's to come. Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Sherilyn Show. I am really excited about this episode actually and it's something that has been kind of brewing up in the pipeline but honestly life is just crazy chaos at the moment. (laughs) I don't even know where to begin Um, but thanks so much for tuning in and I'm really excited to give you some physical value that you can go and take away for your next um, travels. So I guess the title of this episode, what I've called it, is preparing for digital nomad life. So I'm going to talk about sort of must-have packing tips for digital nomads. Now, I am, I wouldn't call myself a digital nomad, but I definitely have a nomadic spirit where I feel extremely creative when I'm in a new location. Now, that new location doesn't necessarily have to be abroad. It can just be a change of scenery in the UK. It can be working in a Starbucks for the day. But I just have this sort of creativity that sparks when I'm around something that's different to my usual environment. Now, if any of you have been watching my stories or posts or anything that's been going on on social media, you'll know that my current environment is definitely not the one. The current environment is in the middle of a renovation project, obviously with my boyfriend. And as great as it is seeing the progress and, you know, how quickly things can transform and, you know, really seeing the physical improvements of the house and the project, um, it doesn't make it any easier to live in. There is a lot of noise um, constantly. Today is a quiet day. Daniel's in the office and we've got no builders coming in. Um, But, you know, even just, you know, anyone that's looking at the visuals now will see that there is just this kind of like dark, dingy (laughs) patterned wallpaper. It feels very Harry Potter's attic right now. So I definitely feel that now is a better, you know, as good a time as any to be able to go and experience some of that nomad living that I very often um, get a spark of creativity from. So a little bit about the background of that. Um, I have wanted to do this for a while and I'd created a digital business to be able to, you know, be able to travel and work. And I didn't necessarily get to experience the fruits of that labor on the scale that I wanted to um, because of the pandemic. So now that we're on the other side of the pandemic, it kind of feels like, okay, you know, what's stopping me? So I have booked now, flights are booked. I'm going to be gone um, from October to January in Bali. 
and I, this week coming, like literally at the end of this week, I'm going to be hosting the first ever Travel Addicts group trip. Now, both of these things are, you know, what I would call sort of pipe dreams, always things that I thought, oh, that would be so cool one day to, you know, host a group trip. It'll be amazing one day to go and live for a stint in Bali and live that nomad life. And to be in a position now that I'm able to say this and say that I'm doing this, I can't even explain the, you know, how it feels because I know that, you know, if you're listening to this, then it's very likely that you have some dreams that just feel so big and so beyond. And then when you actually arrive at them, you think, well, actually, all I did was make two decisions. And the first decision was, okay, I'm just going to book this flight. Like, I'm just going to book this flight. And the second decision was, I'm just going to say that I'm hosting this group trip and I'm just going to do it. And I think that sometimes we create this big, you know, sort of create crazy thing like, oh my gosh, I couldn't possibly host this. But it all started with a decision. And I'm going to be talking a bit about decisions in today's episode as well. So what I want to do first and foremost is talk about the packing situation, because at the moment, the room that I'm in is absolute chaos there. I'm currently packing for Cappadocia, which is obviously happening this weekend, um, at the same time as simultaneously packing for four months in Bali, at the same time as trying to, you know, organise the house. And what I am going to have to do, which I am absolutely dreading, is go to my grandma's house and move my stuff out of my room at her house. And so there's a lot of sort of like moving and unsettled things happening. Um, But what I wanted to share today is um, some of my favorite sort of packing must-haves for if you are gonna be going away on a trip and particularly if you're gonna be going away for an extended period of time. Um, Anyone that is gonna be going away, you know, if you are kind of planning a a Bali experience or a Thailand or in Australia or, you know, something like that, then, you know, don't worry. There are shops and supermarkets and, and things that you can get things from there. But I just think that there's certain things that are just easier to get from home, easier to have almost as like your must haves um, in in your bag. So I'm going to talk you through that now. And, you know, some of these, I'm sure I have no doubt that you already will be packing these things in your suitcase. So the first thing that I think is really important to take on your either nomad adventure or your travels is a ridiculous amount of underwear. I don't know why we do it. But, you know, we're going away for five days. We take 27 pairs of underwear. That is the standard. That is what we're doing. We go to Primark. We go to wherever. We order or buy lots and lots of underwear. We shovel that fresh underwear in there. And we probably make it through half the amount of pairs. But it's just in case. So I would say that number one on your packing list has to be just in case underwear. And then that's great because it just adds to your underwear collection. And even if you're traveling, you know, lots of times throughout the year, you always get fresh underwear. So just make sure that you've got a ridiculous amount of underwear and if you're going away for a very very extended period of time you make that number even higher than that Um, another thing that I would say to take on your trip is obviously an adapter so figure out the country that you're going to the charge ports that they've got and get yourself an adapter now the best thing that I can suggest with this obviously be careful of like voltage and all that kind of thing is an adapter or, or a plug um socket or something that has multiple outlets so I tend to have one plug socket Um, that obviously has like interchangeable heads on it. And on that, there are four different USB sections that come out of it. So it means that rather than using one port for one item, it means that I can obviously use up to four um, wires that go into that one. Alternatively, what you can do is get an extension lead and take that with you. So an extension lead, don't get carried away and have an extension lead with like eight you know, different ports on it, but one that's got a couple on it. Um, and then that means that you're obviously able to use, I don't know, your hair straighteners at the same time as you can use your 
phone like plugged in or whatever so you just finding ways to make it a little bit easier so that you're not having to you know get 18 different travel adapters for every single plug socket you know you can kind of um maximize the the um adapters that you've got so that is number two on my list the next one is a power bank and i mean this is not even just for travel this is just for life anyway if you're going to be going to carnival if you're going to be on the train and go and see a friend for manchester in the day if you're going to bottomless brunch with the girls if you're going wherever right i think it's really important to have a power adapter um a phone one the one that i have i've not got it with me now it's some one of my bags somewhere but it actually already has the wires built into them so it's got four different wires um one of them is the usb so i can literally just plug the usb straight in i don't have to connect a wire and then plug it in um, it also has an iphone um connector it has a samsung connector um and it's also got just like uh one of those standard i don't really know what the what the name of it is but um one that kind of goes into like my speaker and, and that kind of thing so i would say that one of those um power banks that has pre-built in wires is a absolute lifesaver particularly for trips travel the only thing that i would say disclaimer make sure you charge it because that is the all that is always the thing that then forgets to get charged and then it defeats the whole object of having one and uh, the next thing that i would say is to make sure that you get your hands on a tripod if you are going to be going to beautiful places and you want to you know get a picture of a nice waterfall and all that kind of thing um having a tripod is you know like it goes without saying because not always are you in a position to be able to ask someone nearby to take the photo um and also sometimes to get the right view and and, and things like that um you don't want to be able to just you know have it balancing on a step when actually you could have it a little bit raised higher um so i would always say a tripod and if you want to take things to the next level and you don't want to be doing the self-timer thing and running back and forwards and then you could actually get a clicker as well um, and you could just get those easily off like amazon or online or or wherever so the next thing that I'm going to suggest is actually something that I have not yet got, but I'm going to be ordering it this week. And that is um, AirTags. So there are other things as well, like key finders and other sort of like tracker devices. Um, but particularly what's going on in the airports at the moment with piles and piles of luggage everywhere and things not making it from A to B and, and you know, just a bit of the chaos that we experienced throughout the summer. I think that now more than ever, it's really important to, you know, be able to know where your luggage is. It makes life a million times easier if you can actually say right my luggage was last seen at this destination that's where it is <laughs> um my photographer who's actually going to be joining us for the Cappadocia trip I was chatting to her yesterday about Apple AirTags and she said they're incredible she landed in an airport couldn't find her luggage there were piles and piles of luggage everywhere and it said that all of the luggage had come out and hers wasn't there and they said oh okay well what you're gonna have to do is fill out this form um and then she looked on her app and it said no the luggage is here um, and it just took an extra hour to, to come out. So it just mean, it meant that they could hang around knowing that the luggage was going to arrive into the terminal and it wasn't in a different you know, location or destination. So I would highly recommend that if you haven't already started using them, use them. It's definitely going to be something that I um, pick up on. And obviously you can have them in various places, have one in your suitcase, have one in your hand luggage, have one in your laptop bag, uh, laptop I can't even speak, <laughs> have one in your laptop bag, um, you know, have them wherever you need them to, to go. Um, the next thing that I would say is obviously toiletry bags. Now, I just think you can never have enough toiletry bags because particularly if you, you know, you've got different hair products, obviously with my hair, I need a lot of product. Um, the last thing I want is it to be spilling out all over my bag. So I, I, I purposely have these individual sort of like wash bags that are um, kind of designed for, you know, keeping everything clean and tidy if anything explodes in there obviously not ideal but it's still better than exploding in my suitcase so make sure you've got lots of these sort of like clear plasticky um toiletry bags um you can get sets of them online and then 
with that in mind as well, I would always say packing cubes. So if you haven't already started using packing cubes, I cannot like stress this enough. They are so handy. I don't even know what I was thinking when I just used to throw everything in my suitcase and hope for the best. With my packing cubes, I organize everything into yeah, misorganize over here. I organize them into sections. So for example, I love one big packing cube that's for my dresses, another packing cube that's for tops, another packing cube that's for underwear, another one that's for something else. So what that means is that I know that I'm gonna go into this cube and I'm gonna get this or I'm gonna get this. Another way that you can do it if you are very particular about the outfits that you wear on certain days. Like I know that obviously with going to Cappadocia, there are a few of the girls that know that they definitely wanna be wearing this particular outfit on the hot air balloon. Other girls that know that when we go to the, you know, the open air museum, they want to be wearing this outfit, you know. So then what they what you can actually do with packing cubes is do them by date. So you can say, right, Monday, there's my packing cube for Monday, there's my packing cube for Tuesday, there's my packing cube for Wednesday. And it just makes life a little bit easier for you when you're on your trip. It means that you're not messing up your whole suitcase and pulling everything out. Um, so I you know, I highly, highly recommend that you start getting into packing cubes. You can get them really, really cheap online. Um, um, you have any difficulty with them obviously that would be the number one choice I used to use them regularly um, but for some reason I just cannot use them anymore without leaking and then it defeats the whole object because then I have to wear a pad and double up so I do have them as like a backup if I want to give it a try um, but if you're someone who's unable to use them or you haven't quite figured it out yet then stock up on tampons, pads, whatever it is that you use if you do come on your period. The reason I say this is because one I've been told in um, different travel groups that I'm in for the Bali trip that I'm on um, that they're really difficult because they're imported. They're really difficult to find. And when you do find them, they're ridiculously expensive. So of course I can just stock up on them before I go over there. Um, and two, I went to Portugal um, back in May now, oh, June now. And um, we were, you know, I had a surprise period and I was like, okay, hey, cool, I'll go to the pharmacy, get some tampons. And they cost 17 euros. And I just could not believe that a box of tampons was costing 17 euros. Thankfully, um, the woman at the pharmacy said, oh, go to the supermarket, give me directions. And apparently they were like significantly cheaper there. I went there and they were super cheap, just like a regular supermarket price. Um, but I was obviously in an emergency situation and I thought, okay, I need to get these. And thank goodness I didn't spend 17 euros on tampons. But you know, this is very, very easily done. So always just make sure, even if you're not expecting a period, you just never know sometimes there might be, you know, something that happens. Um, always make sure that you have those in the bag ready to go. Uh, and then the next thing, the final thing that I would say, obviously there's a million and one things that you can have, but these are my kind of core things that I'll always make sure I have on every trip, um, is a journal. Now you might not be someone who's like megaly into writing and things like that, but I find that on trips, it's really, really easy to find yourself in a situation where you feel reflective. So you might wake up one morning, it might be a beautiful sunrise, you might be having a cup of tea and just think, oh, you know what, I really wanna like remember this moment. So I just think having a journal to hand, having something that you can write down things on, scribble things down on, uh, you know, make notes of people that you meet or, you know, prices of things, locations that are really good. Yes, I know we've got our phones, but there's just something about having a journal that makes life easier. Now, what I actually have created is my Travel Addicts Journal. So those of you that don't know about this, it literally is like my pride and joy. It's the way that I design my trip. So literally it's like a peek into how I plan an entire trip. And um, 
not only does it have all of the planning, you know, techniques and things to be able to make the most of your trip, it also has sections for you to be able to kind of write down, you know, friendly messages from strangers, so people that you meet, you can get them to kind of put their details down in there. It's got notepad sections, it's got the ultimate packing list, it's got tick boxes for every country in the world so that you can start to kind of tally and tick things off as you visit these places. Um, it's got, you know, doodling sections, it's got all sorts of things in there. And then at the end of each trip, it encourages you to write a reflective sort of like roundup of the trip so you almost create like a souvenir journal at the same time as having a planning um journal as well so that is called the best travel journal in the world and you can find it on amazon it's something that i would highly recommend for anyone that is obsessed with traveling or if you are someone who wants to get it right you know you don't want to go to a destination and miss anything out it prompts you heavily to be able to put all of these things down and make the most out of every trip that you go on um, so that would be my suggestion for that. Now, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was what I was talking about was being um, decisive. So one of the things that I feel has played a massive part in, I guess, my wins and my successes and the things that I feel ultimately proud of is being a decisive person. I'm not always a decisive person. It's definitely not like a natural trait for me. Sometimes I kind of um and ah about things, which is, you know, hence why it's taken me so long to actually commit to buying the ticket to go to Bali. Um, you know, I, I do find that it, I can be indecisive, but overall I try to make a decision. And this is something that I feel people miss a lot when they are, you know, messaging me and saying, I really want to create a brand. I really want to create group trips. I want to design a course. I want to start my own business. I just feel that they haven't made a decision. And let me explain what I mean by this. So for example, if I have spoken to someone and they say, this is what I want to do. And then very often there is a very gray area where they kind of say that they're going to circle back to it. And this is with anything. This is with starting that Instagram account. This is with going on YouTube. This is with creating a live video, with doing a reel, whatever, you know, all different levels I'm talking about. Um, people kind of just put things on the back burner and they don't make the decision that they are going to do it. And I think that the, sometimes we, when I say decision, I don't mean it has to be a yes. I mean, it has to be a yes or a no, but it cannot be a maybe. Because when we do a maybe, we are leaving room for disappointment and, you know, we kind of start to get a bit irritated with ourselves. And then over a period of time, we have all of these indecisions that we've never really committed to. And that can be harder to face. I know that it might not feel like it now, but it can be harder to face than actually making a decision and then it not going to plan. Um, and that's normally ultimately what we're scared of. We're scared of saying, yes, I'm going to do this and then start taking the steps towards that goal and then for whatever reason we fail, we you know we don't do a very good job at it, it doesn't go to plan and, and then we think that that is the ultimate worst case scenario. But I honestly think that very often we look back and we just, we have way more regrets about the things that we just never tried than the things that we tried and you know didn't necessarily go how we want them to go. And this is where I feel that my failures probably come into play a lot. Um, I'm someone who overall wants to see something through to the end. And I think that that is ultimately, it has been a very painful trait. And I'm sure that you probably have had experiences with this, but by seeing things through to the end, at least we know what the outcome was. And I never really want to look back and just wonder what the outcome was, at least I know. And if I was to give you a few examples of this, that would be, you know, the time that I ended up applying to be a content creator for Busabout and also being, um, you know, a writer and a creator for, voucher and doing these competitions and getting all the way through to the end and the finals and you know having people vote and you know literally getting to the end of the finish line and then not getting it 
And, you know, at the time that was really, really disappointing. And I was gutted and obviously I was kind of like, what was the point in even trying? But at least I know what the outcome was. And very similarly, um, for those of you who don't know, I actually auditioned to be a cheerleader for the NFL. So I was gonna be a sensation for the New Orleans Saints. And obviously did the auditions, got all the way through, made it onto the team. And unfortunately I, um, you know, applied for the visa and then the visa didn't go through and I didn't get it. And they didn't see me as enough as a, you know, a need. Um, you know, they could have hired someone else locally um, to be on the team. They didn't need to bring someone else in internationally. So that was the reason that the visa got declined. So I was obviously devastated again, but then I do, I have a feeling that if I hadn't got through and, and you know, seeing everything through to the end as if it was gonna happen, I would be in this position now where I'd always be wondering, oh, like what if I'd have just auditioned? You know, what if I'd have just tried? And as a result of actually going through that entire process, one, I learned so much about myself, but two, I made some incredible friends who I'm still great friends with now, you know, people who have um, become really, really close friends that I went through that audition process with. So you just never really know what's gonna happen. So I honestly feel like if you have those niggles and those little feelings of, you know, intuitive, I've got to do this, very similar with Australia, this same feeling that I have about Bali is the very similar feeling that I had with Australia when I kind of got to a crossroads and I was like, am I gonna quit my job and am I gonna go to Australia? And I had to make a decision. There couldn't really be a maybe, it was either, am I going to do this or am I not? And I think sometimes the reason that we don't end up where we want to be or going in the direction that we wanna be is because we just don't make that decision. And it's okay to say, you know what? I'm gonna decide that I'm not gonna go to Bali. It's okay, I'm gonna decide that I'm not gonna start that business. But making a decision means that we can then clear room to then hopefully, you know, hopefully help us decide what the next step is in the direction that we wanna to go to. And very often we don't wanna necessarily make a decision that's gonna be the be all and end all. I, th I think that sometimes we panic because we think that this course, this book, this experience is gonna be the thing that changes everything for me. But ultimately that's not the case. We just wanna get one step closer to what's gonna get us to where we wanna be. And, and they're the decisions that we need to get used to making. So if you can start to be a more decisive person, I think you'll understand that there's so much power in that. And the power that you can get by saying yes or no, as a result, or instead of saying, oh, maybe, or I'll come back to that, or I'll leave it on the back burner, you know, just start saying yes or no. And you know, you can always pick these back up in a year's time, right? Is it a yes now? Is it a no now? Nope, no problem. I'm gonna focus on something else. Um, I think that that is the key to so many of the things that I've been able to, um, that I've been able to create. And you know, th this is very much how I, how I said earlier about the decision of, right, am I gonna do this Bali experience? Am I gonna create this group trip to Cappadocia? These are all decisions that have been made. And if I track back along the journey, particularly throughout this year, I can see where there have been very clear decisions that have been made and very clear decisions that I've made that have been like no or yes. And I can also see those wobbly decisions as well because nothing has happened as a result of those wobbly decisions. So practice being more decisive and I promise you it will open up a whole new world for you. So what I wanna say today, just to sort of wrap up the episode is that I am gonna be going away on Friday night for the group Cappadocia trip. I'm gonna be showing you a little bit behind the scenes because the girls that are gonna be coming on the trip, you know, I've got a couple of surprises and things um, planned for them, so I'm really excited to share that with you. We've got some photo shoots planned, we've got some beautiful breakfast, farm tours, 
quad biking, horse riding, hot air ballooning, like all of the exciting things. So I imagine that if you are someone who is one, interested in, you know, the destination of Cappadocia itself, or two, you would like to know more about how you could potentially enjoy one of these trips, and then you're definitely going to want to follow along my content, particularly on Instagram. So head over to Instagram, follow me at Sherilyn Carter, and also follow Travelatics UK because there'll be um, some posting that's going on there as well. So I would say head over to those accounts and um, check that out. If you are interested in getting your hands on my travel journal, check it out on my website, which is thetraveladdicts.co.uk. Um, you'll be able to find out all about group trips on there. You'll also be able to find out about the journals as well. So the other thing that I wanted to ask you and this is a sort of call to action, I suppose, on how serious you are about taking things to the next level. So those of you that are listening to this will know that I have my signature program called The Confidence Cake, and I am currently um, enrolling at the moment. So if you are deadly serious about making a decision and you want to create a brand that really stands the test of time, that stands out against everyone else's brand, something that can kind of evolve with you, I think that you know, we don't want to create something that just puts you into one box and one category, something that as you change, as you expand, as you kind of pivot, um, that audience and that community can come along with you on that journey. Um, and also create something that's unique, something that you can curate, um, whether you want to create a course, whether it's a business, whether it's a brand idea, you know, whatever it is. Um, I have got so much experience in helping a variety of different brands and I want to be able to help you as well. Obviously, you'll know that I've self-published a journal as well. So lots of, um, you know, support will be going into it with, with all of that back of house thing that I've done. Um, but the other thing that I wanted to suggest is that I am thinking, particularly with the travel stuff that's going on, and I know that there's something really special and unique about coming out of your current environment, as you know, my environment at the moment, going to somewhere new and the, the way that you can absorb creativity, information, network, meet new people with no distractions of your current environment is really, really powerful. So what I'm thinking of creating is a kind of mini retreat, somewhere where we can all go to a different destination, somewhere that's inspiring, somewhere that encourages to be creative, where I can teach you and literally sit with you side by side and break down the barriers of what your business is. Uh, you know, build the foundations, create something that's really unique, magical, and something that are gonna, is gonna bring in a whole new fresh audience for you to be able to build a community. Um, this is something that I think that can work really, really well in an up close personal and um, intimate environment. So if that sounds like the kind of thing that you would like to experience, let me know, just drop me a message on Instagram if that sounds like something that kind of piques your interest and I'd be more than happy to, you know, start putting together a little mailing listing and get some um, details and information together. Um, but with that in mind, I do have lots to get on with um, in terms of preparing for Bali and also preparing for Cappadocia. So I'm gonna wrap up the episode there, but be sure to stay tuned because there'll be more episodes coming your way. Um, and I'm really, really excited for some of the guest speakers that I'm going to be having on this season of the podcast. But enjoy the rest of your day. Stay inspired and I'll speak to you guys soon. Take care. Bye.